Modern car shoppers deserve a modern approach. This is the Car Biz Podcast, where we're throwing out the traditional approach to selling a car with common sense strategies that just plain work. I'm Elise Kephart, and in this episode, I'm going to drop three things to start right now on your Car Biz brand. Hey, so I want to apologize to the Nissan car salesman 15 years or so-ish ago. You probably don't remember me, but I actually dressed in my street clothes, which makes me look like a teenager, by, by the way. It's, it's, it's the Korean jeans. It's okay. I've accepted it. But it was before I started my first day selling cars to selfishly, like the competitive me, it was to see, quote, what I was up against, you know, like what the customer sees. The concept was this, if they can buy a car or it was a Ford and Hyundai dealership, so a car or a truck anywhere, what triggers someone, what triggers, what's going to trigger someone to actually like buy a car? And this was before I even actually like started selling cars. It was when I just officially got hired and was doing the drug test and all of that stuff. I went to a car dealership and just want to apologize to this Nissan car sales person. But the thought was, what was the experience? <laughs> EKX, Elise Kephart experience. What was the experience like? If they can get a car or a truck, an F-150 or a truck anywhere, why would they buy from me? And it was this very early on concept I understood of being your own fucking brand. Like you are your own damn brand. I mean, if the trucks and cars are all similar, right? And you take all these tests on like what's the comparison of X to Z and Y to X. If all the products are similar... What was it like? Like, my concept was, okay, if they go to the Nissan store, like, or the dealership down the street, right? What What is it like to work with other CarBiz dudes? <sighs> this is the CarBiz Podcast. My name's Elise Kephart, and this, by the way, 15 laters to this day, you'll have a podcast titled the CarBiz Podcast. <sighs> oh, I mean, look, I know that was, like, way back then, like, 15 years ago, But, like, yeah, I mean, we could say that was a while ago. I mean, that was, like, when MySpace was cool, if you remember, and photo dumps were a thing from your SD card reader because Blackberries weren't even around yet. I mean, like, I'm going that far back. That's when customers still had to have computer time to set themselves up to do car research online. Computer time. What the fuck is that? For those youngsters in the room, I'm talking about using a laptop, maybe with one of those Wi-Fi cards on the side if you needed it to use for like the Wi-Fi, the wi- the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi. Like it was a new thing, like the internet, right? Not plugged into a computer, like on a laptop on one of those really big ass cards on the side. Smartphones were way ahead of our time. Like we were still sort of like texting on these like little cool slider phones, if you recall call and like back then it was like okay you can set up your computer time to just do research or you can just go to car dealership set it up a few hours on a Saturday and it was just like sort of a thing because like it just that's just the way it was but despite technology changes the same rules apply okay here we are 15-ish years later moving into the year 20 fucking 22 oh my gosh that's almost all two numbers that's wild um But the same rules kind of apply here going into this episode. 
And like the same rules back then, 15 years apply, like way back when these apply to now. And it's this, you are your own brand. And these are three things to start your car biz brand now. Number one, think three levels. There's the OEM, your dealership, and then you, like you're your own brand. Customers are going to be creeping guaranteed these days online. So understand that because you're your own brand, you are like beneath the other two, but ultimately it comes down to you. In 2013, uh, it was after I became a mom to Lily. She's now going to be nine, which is wild, by the way. Um, it's when the first time like I made my own business cards with the Elise Kephart Experience as the main brand and the Honda dealership that I worked at as the second. And the idea behind this was really to outbrand myself across, you know, any other car buying experience. When your customer sees like your passion, when they see it, like what the fuck you actually do, when they see that, they'll vibe with that guaranteed. Trust me. Okay. So you are your own brand under the OEM, under the dealership. And that is what it comes down to on what triggers the customer to give the experience. Number two, people talk. Ooh, yeah, people talk. So you have to give nothing less than a great experience because people talk. Think about it. Because people talk, you have to give nothing less than a great experience because like, do okay, P.S. dudes, by the way, in fact, yes, it is a fact, female, like we talk. I'm talking about the group thread, like the group thread of only females where there's memes, like there's there's definitely like non-PG-13, like definitely explicit, explicit memes of shared memes, like pics, your screenshots that all like we share it all, trust me. And so with that in mind, like I know it's not just females, it's everyone, it's like gotta be just humans, it's, got, it's like your consumers out there. It literally takes like four, maybe four to seven thumb taps or so with a smartphone at her fingertips to just like go rampage online or for them to post on social media if they have like a shitty experience and a fucked up situation. So how do I prevent them from doing this? Like, we don't want that, right? Well, think about it. Holy fuck, here's some common sense. How about you start with giving a great fucking experience? So the things that you can control right now, despite all the chaos in the world, right? The things that you can control. If people are going to talk, have them fucking talk about how different you are from the stereotype that we all suffer from. And it's still fucking there. Like that trust wall, the stereotype of the car salesperson and like the dealership. I hate to fucking, it's like insane because we're moving into like this like whole thing where there's a chip shortage and like, like digital retailing pretty much is fucking here. But the stereotype still exists. I'm talking about the dude with the gold change, the, 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 like the chains around his neck, the Danny DeVito character in Matilda. Again, maybe I'm like in a whole different generation here, but like that, that car salesperson, or here's a reason when the football coach even throws shade at like our reputation, the used car salesperson is like some quote that he says, but behind it all, hashtag fucking fact, by the way, I know that the carb is people. We are good fucking people. Hard as motherfucking people I know. Maybe I should put an asterisk here. Some of us. And to the fucking credit, like we know the ins and outs of it. And most of us that I know anyways, like we want to give a good buying experience. We know that buying a car from like a bit like a car, like that much money through a fucking vending machine online, it's a sham. 
A lot of times the customer pays more money, really. It's just like the marketing that goes into it, the thing that to, 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 to throw un- us under the bus, but really the customer gets shammed at, through it all. You know, most of us are, are there some bad apples? Absolutely. But most of us want good things to help our customers. We want to save the money in the programs, the incentives, the approvals right now. The trade and fucking values right now are through the fucking roof. I've never seen them so wild, right? Aside from that, I see the mannerisms. I see the mannerisms firsthand these days when I'm in store. Um, so many dealerships, you know, some of them have BDC, some of them have salespeople doing cradle to the grave or that cr- or that cross transition. So I I get to work with BDC, which a lot of times I just say it as females, and then now I get to work with a lot of sales dudes, sale car dudes, alpha male personalities who are getting cross trained to do the BDC or the internet sales part back end of the fucking house. But I get to because of that, I get to see their their mannerisms firsthand with the consumer, and it's it's it just makes me feel good, right? Because some of y'all like treat your customers so well, right? We have great intention. And I don't know about I don't know about you, but I really like going to the southern states, like those southern accents, hearing ma'am and sir. This is coming from me, by the way, who's yes, I realize this rating on the podcast is fucking explicit, but I guess I should clarify these same things that I say on these this podcast, right? These mannerisms, my swear words. I would never train in like a dealership or train a salesperson to teach or say or act like that way to the consumer. Absolutely not. I have like the exception to the rule here. But I'm just speaking with you like uh, like, like you and I are having like a drink, even though I don't really drink that much these days. But if we were having a drink, we were just chilling, right? Maybe like some coffee. Coffee's more my jam. Then like that's the kind of stuff that uh, this is like the this is the way that I would talk, right? But consumer wise, oh, no, it's off the table. So I guess I should clarify that. But it really comes like it comes down to the experience and what you're up against. The person that that. Uh, communicates with with the consumer like dink from the moment they pop up online you have to know you at the other end of that little smartphone you're the brand you're the pop-up how to get them excited again about you've got mail remember how that used to be so exciting now people fucking hate it right so you gotta know how to vibe and roll and be on their level before they even meet you these days like Think FBI level, but not just FBI level. There's a skosh of that, but pro level, like max expert level, doctorate level, blind dating status. I've never, I've never done like blind dating. I've never done blind dating, but I'm just saying like, that's kind of, that's sort of what it's like, right? When it's internet lead handling. And if you want to build a brand, you have to start by having that experience shit. Like right from the beginning, you got to put that shit on lockdown and have it handled. Otherwise, people are still going to talk. And you know what? It's going to be talking negative shit about you. And you know who it's going to be against? You. Who's responsible for that? You. So make sure that number two, you give a great experience. That's the core of it for your brand. And number three, I wanted to um, sort of backflash here. This is the first, you know, the first time I heard about this whole personal branding thing was from Gary V as he's known as, uh, Michael, I believe has interviewed his crazy ass before. And, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, I don't remember when it was, but there's a video somewhere out there on the World Wide Web. And I watched it very early on where he talks about this and he talks about documenting your brand and documenting your fucking journey. And it sort of ties back into the number one bullet point. You're your own brand, right? And so if you're your own brand, it's going to tie into like, you're your own personal brand and personals has slash humans, 
And people were not perfect. Nobody is. Like, absolutely. Like, I've done the math. I've thought about it. I'm like, damn, what about Justin Timberlake? No, even Justin Timberlake, I know for sure. Him and I have definitely not been seeing eye to eye on a few beliefs lately. But... So I know nobody's perfect and that's okay, but that's what makes us human, <laughs> right? I wonder if Justin Timberlake's ever going to listen to this podcast, by the way. That would be dope. That's my goal. Like Gary Vaynerchuk wants to buy the, the Jets. I want to like collaborate. I know I'm never going to marry him. He's married. He has two kids. I would never want to disrupt that. But like just meeting him, I mean, I got a like a deal behind me of him would be super like my my end goal here is one of like my my goals. But nonetheless, nobody being perfect, when you document that, um, you're being authentic in your journey. And the flaws, the downsides, like document that in there too. And I always say like that's important because people are going to be able to relate to you on that level now. Uh, I am totally guilty here of my like seven minute, 11 second postings and thumb rampages from time to time I've done wanting to share a little too much on my end when it comes to personal uh, and I have to sometimes remind myself of this like instantaneously um, when I delete it afterwards. But when you become a master of your brand, you really get to control what people actually see. And while I know even for me, this is like uh, number two on Taylor Swift passive aggressive posting sometimes <laughs> uh, from time to time, there is a line on too much fucking vulnerability because at the root of it, if it's flaws or imperfections, you know, or the ups and downsies that you're sharing, you know, the result of documentation should be towards an actual solution because your brand should not be just about like your boohoo life problems. Like life is life. Absolutely. But you should have solutions because that's what's going to impact the fucking world, right? Your documentation when you have solutions, when you're working towards solutions with actions is what's going to impact the world. If there's not enough fucking crazy things right now happening, happening around us, like my gosh golly, who would have thought, right? We're moving on season three here of just wild and crazy world times. Tacking on like your own personal problems like is not going to be this, like people are going to get tired of it. People don't give a fuck. It's not going to be most people's jams. But I do believe this. We do relate to people on a growth fucking level. Like, the up shit only. Like, the, the pushing through all the fucking nonsense, all the fucking life that shit's gonna throw your way. You document it. That's why you document it as part of your brand. Because it is part of your personal brand. And people are gonna vibe off your richness for fucking life. The roles that you play, the roles that you get through, the roles that you do. Your inner true, true core to fucking growth. You know, I used to say very often... And sometimes I might this I might throw this out there too. I used to say it was lonely at the top, but documentation for me has been and made me realize we're all on the same fucking path. I'm out. You've been listening to the Carbiz Podcast. I'm Elise Kephart. If you received value from this episode, I'd love an honest rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Also, so you don't leave empty handed, visit EliseKephart.com slash checklist where you can get immediate free access to my ridiculous, no bullshit appointments every time that actually show the fuck up checklist cards. 